Welcome to the Inspiration Accelerator, hosted by Michael Sonberg, founder and CEO of Rebel Culture and Skyrocket Education. Each week, we'll talk to a different, inspiring person in the world of leadership, personal development, career, family, fitness, and beyond. Buckle up for the Inspiration Accelerator. Welcome, everybody, to a brand new episode of the Inspiration Accelerator. I am here today with, uh, with a guy who's just got a really interesting and cool story and mission. His name is Noah Pines, and uh, he's an attorney, and he's going to talk to us about all things, uh, you know, athletics and life, but about something that is really cool. If you, if you, I want you to all listen to every episode, but if you can only listen to a little bit of one episode, listen to Noah today talk about something called the Kyle Peace Foundation. It is an absolutely amazing organization, uh, and I'm going to ask you to hang around and, and listen to that. Before we get to Noah, I just want to share a little bit of inspiration since the last time we were together. Uh, I got, uh, today's a Monday, and I got um, sick on, on Thursday, so, you know, Three four days ago. Um, in fact, I, I never do this, but I, I was I was home and I said to my wife, I said, uh, I, I think I'm gonna go lay down if you're cool with that. So she came in and goes, you know, do you have a, are you okay? Do you have a fever? I'm like, I don't think so. And she takes my temperature. My temperature is a 102.9, which is very high. Uh, and uh, I'm just I'm zonked. And so basically spent about uh, you know two and a half days just you know, kind of lying in our bed. She, she took the, the guest room and I'm, I'm and just lying in the bed. Um, and she's, she's with the kids, uh, and I'm watching just a lot of TV and one show in particular, I watched is a show called uh, Jack Ryan, which is based on a Jack Ryan character is based on the Tom Clancy novel. And they've made a bunch of movies with different actors like Harrison Ford and Ben Affleck. But now the guy named John Krasinski plays Jack Ryan uh, and it's on Amazon and it's a great, show and i don't know how they write shows like this because there's so many like details about like the military and about the cia i imagine they have like former you know former military former cia if not writing at least advising and i could watch shows like this all day long because they're in these like beautiful locations and you can't trust anybody and there's you know shooting and you know running and you know fighting and people get thrown off buildings and things like that but I wound up watching, so there are three seasons, and the last time I got real sick was COVID about a year and a half ago, and I watched the first season, eight episodes, and this time I watched seasons two and three, uh, which is 16 total episodes, about an hour each, so 16 hours of television over the course of those couple of days. Uh, and that's more television than I've watched in the last, you know, probably three months put together. And, and here's my point. I enjoyed every second of it. Um, and... Like, I know that there are those of us, right? Like some of you listening to this show who actually brag about like binge watching, like an entire season of a show in a weekend. And, and if, that, if that's your goal in life, great. I'm not here to judge anybody. But one of the reasons why I've never seen even one second of, of Ted Lasso or Schitt's Creek or The Sopranos or, or, you know, Game of Thrones or, I mean, you name a show, White Lotus, like. I've never seen one second of any of these things is because I am pushing myself constantly, consistently to do things that I love to do outside of my regular work day. And 
if you don't, right, if you're like, hey, I love my job, I love my life, I love my relationships, I'm like every single relationship in my life is totally fulfilled. I am in peak physical condition, never been in better shape. Um, I am, there's nothing, there was no, there are no books I want to write. There are no books I want to read, right? There's nothing, there are no podcasts I want to listen to. There's nothing I want to do outside of those things. And so I'm going to spend a ton of time watching TV. Uh, cool, great. But if you're not in that boat, which I imagine almost nobody is, I just ask you to think about like, you know, how you want to spend your time, right? I mean, like, like I know this probably sounds preachy. I kind of kind of don't give a shit. Like, I watched so much TV this weekend, and I was thinking about people who for whom that's normal. Right? And if you're thinking like, hey, like I just I was just t- man, I'm tired after the workday. I need to I need to recharge. Like, maybe the recharge is like dinner with a friend, right? Or maybe it's a yoga class, right? Maybe it's something that actually makes you better, uh, and not um, watching other people uh, on a screen. Uh, I hope that resonates, folks. Um, for me, like, I don't have enough time in the day, and I don't have enough years in my life. If I live to 110, I still won't have uh, accomplished a fraction of what I'm trying to do on this earth. And uh, if you're one of those folks who's like, yeah, that resonates, like, cool, get out there, do some more stuff. Um, the Sopranos will always be there. Go for a walk instead. All right, friends, thank you for uh, tuning in. I'm going to introduce. A buddy of mine, his name is Noah Pines. He lives in Atlanta. He's a criminal defense attorney. He's been uh, practicing law since 1995. Um, But we know each other because uh, he is an endurance. He doesn't like to be called an endurance athlete, which I'm going to ask him about in a moment. But he engages and competes in endurance events. So uh, he does those things. Pretty cool. Uh, and he's also uh, the person who introduced me to the Kyle Peace Foundation, which I need to engage with more deeply. Uh, but Noah's going to tell us a bunch about that. Noah, welcome to the Inspiration Accelerator, uh, Accelerator man. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. No, I appreciate you, the introduction. Yeah, man. I, Noah, are you a big TV guy? Did what I say? Are you like, no, man, I, I spend spend 10 hours on the weekends watching watching my shows? Um. You know, I do like a good Jack Ryan. That's a good series. Um, yeah. I like a, I like some really bad reality TV. Uh, I think oh, that's like fun. What do you want? What do you want? Uh, you know, stuff like Love After Lockup. If you've never heard of it, uh, um, never heard of it. it it's a, it's a good one. Um, there's some other ones that I, I don't even want to mention because they're so horrible. But that, that's <laughs> that's one of the fun ones. Hip Hop Homicide. Um, I was actually asked to be on an episode of that and turned it down. There's some other shows really? out there, but yeah, I mean, some interest. I like some of the reality stuff, but then I like a good series like a Homeland or a Breaking Bad. Um, okay. Jack See, I've, Ryan. Never seen, I've never seen, I've never seen Homeland. I've never seen Breaking Bad. Um, Homeland's um, amazing. I mean, it's, I heard it's it a I heard good it. show. Yeah. Um, what are the, and I imagine our listeners are all thinking like about their favorite show now too, which is, which is cool. Uh, Noah, you don't like to call yourself an endurance athlete, but you compete in endurance events. What is the, what is the rub there? You know, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's like, you feel like you're bragging a little bit and I don't mm. feel like I'm bragging. I, I just don't feel like I'm an endurance athlete. I, I have, a, well, Brent Pease, who's one of the people from Kyle Pease, has called me an endurance athlete. I'm like, yeah, not really. He's like, no, you, you've done enough endurance events that you that you are. Um, and then, you know, people, Michael, probably from your walk too, you know, walk of life where 
somebody does one thing and they're like, Oh, I'm a, I'm an endurance athlete. And you're like, are you really, you did, you did one event. Um, but I have in the last, you know, look, I was, a I was a fat kid growing up. Um, I, I got in shape when I was, you know, 16, 17 years old. Um, but I hated running hated it i would not play any sport i played ice hockey so no running required yeah, yeah any sport that required running i quit i just wasn't good at it and wow. so i didn't run my first mile till i was 40 um and my wife signed us up for a half marathon which we did and then i didn't run for like another seven years uh, and then i hurt my wow. neck a little bit and then a couple of years ago i just got into running and really um i enjoy it now it's it's just a way for me to you know get rid of some stress that I feel good when it's over and it definitely keeps me in shape. No, are you like me? Are you like the first hundred uh, yards or maybe 500 yards of a run you're regretting going out? You're regretting it because it feels like unnatural. And then you settle in and get to a place of like, no, nah, I, I got this. Or are you like from the second you hit go, you're like, no, nah, this is just so natural. No, it's the first mile. I mean, the first mile is always yeah. the worst mile, if you ask me. Um, and there's there's um, there's some days. So last year, I decided I was going to run 52 10Ks because mm -hmm. I was um, 52. And, that, you know, that's cool. 2022. And um, this year, I'm running 53 10Ks and 53 5Ks. And a lot of people probably know you're, you're, you joined me last year on the journey and you're doing your own this year. Yeah, But whether it's a 5K or a 10K or a half marathon, that first mile is always just really hard to me. And then I kind of do settle into it. Um, and physically, you know, both physically and mentally, then I kind of enjoy it. There's probably a metaphor there, right? About, uh, you know, like it's hard at first, uh, push past the pain, yeah, uh, get to a place of, of enjoyment. I, I think it's, I don't want to, I want to stay on the 5210Ks. So uh, for folks listening, Noah and I met at a conference back in 2019. We, we hit it off and have stayed in touch ever since. And we're part of this Facebook group that Noah put together. Uh, and you really are our, our, our ringleader, our, our, our master of ceremonies, whatever you want to call yourself or whatever you want to be called. Um, just not an endurance athlete, but we'll call you. We'll give you a different name. But you're the one who, and even before last year, what did we do in 2021? We did 2021 20, miles, correct? Yep. 2021 was 2021 miles, which were either right, uh, running, biking, hiking, walking, however you wanted to combine it. Yeah. And so that was, it, a that was a relatively small group, if I remember. You, you, you reached yeah. out to a bunch of us and we had a pretty small group. And then last year you said, hey, I'm going to do 52 10Ks for folks who don't know. A 10K is you know, just over 6.2 miles. Uh, and these are these are unsupported. I want folks to hear this is not like we searched for 52 Correct. races. Um, you just leave your house one day and go for a, a, a 6.2 mile mile walk or run. Um, right. One of the really cool. And that was a, that was actually a much bigger group. And now this year you're doing 53 10Ks. Is it 10Ks and 5Ks, correct? I'm, I'm doing both. Um, you okay. can do, you know, people can do the 5Ks. People can do the 10Ks. They can do both. They can do a combination. The, you know, the rules are pretty simple, you know, which I'm yeah. happy to go over with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Give us the rules. Those are, those are awesome. Yeah. So the rules are you define run. 
Um, some people walked their, you know, 10 Ks last year or walked their five Ks. For me, it was, I want to push myself to do something that I don't necessarily, you know, walking to me is easy. I walk every day. I walk my dogs, but it was something more. So a run is a run. That doesn't mean I have to run every single step, but you know, 90% of, you know, the 10 K is a run. Um, the second rule is that if you do more, it doesn't count as more. So if you go do a half marathon or a marathon, you don't get to double or triple count it. It's one run. Now, if you separate it during the day, like some people, you know, did that four by four by 48, which is where you run four miles every four hours. That's a separate run that counts. And the third rule is just don't be an asshole. Those are the three rules. Um, and in reality, you know, rules one and two, you can do whatever you want. I'm not the, the, you know, there's no, the, it doesn't cost any money. Um, and nobody's going to come behind you and look at what you did. The, the, the whole big thing is, can we all inspire each other to do more? And, you know, like last year, somebody's like, well, I, I failed. I'm like, well, why'd you fail? They're like, I only did 30. I'm like, well, that's pretty amazing. Like, have you ever yeah. run 30, 10 Ks in your life? They're like, yeah. no. I'm like, well, that's awesome. Like, that's not a, it's not a failure to me if you did more than you've done before. Yeah, because this wasn't started. No, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but this wasn't started as like a who's the best here and who could do the most. This was like, hey, there's this thing that doesn't exist. I'm doing this thing. Who'd like to join me? And uh, and within that, we're going to all push ourselves and see how far we can go. And if you did 40 or you did 60, like who cares? You did whatever number that is more than the year before. I mean, is that right? Yeah, I mean that that is it. And the, what I love about sort of the way I've set it up is it's this is all consistency, right? The 2021 miles, the 52 10k's what we're doing yeah. this year. You have to be consistent. You can't cram this in and I mean look, that you could there, there's somebody I know who's already ran over 55 k's this year. <laughs> um it's crazy. He runs them he runs one every day. Wow, wow. But, you know, the point of it for me was just consistent. Like, you know, every week I've got to get something done. And if I know that something's coming up and I'm not going to be able to do something for a week, I'm going to have to double up the week before or the week after. And I yeah, think there's something to be said for, you know, being involved in something that requires consistency because it helps with other aspects of the life to of your life too. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. And, uh, it's such a powerful message. And when I did the 2021 miles with you all back in 2021, I also combined it with 100,000 pushups, which is averages out to 274 pushups a day. But I wound up hurting my back in the month of, I think it was June or July, and I wound up losing almost a whole month. So for the second half of the year, I was doing, you know, some days 350, some days 400 pushups. And as it got closer to you know Christmas and New Year's, I mean, there were a couple of days where I did like 1,200 push-ups, where like most of my day was spent not necessarily in a push-up position, but like, hey, I've got I got to go do 100 push-ups right now, and then I got to go do another 200 in an hour. And for me, and it kind of like kind of you know I'm reiterating my point from the opening of the show. And I get that folks enjoy their their TV, and I've certainly you know watched seasons of The Bachelor before, and bachelorette and just like the mind numbing stuff, but like, you know, not at the expense of the other stuff, you know what I mean? Like not at the expense right. of it. And it's just like, do a hundred thousand pushups? Like I'm not bragging here. I'm 
I take your, like people call me an endurance athlete too, which is crazy. I'm like, I've run one marathon, although I'm, I'm running a half this weekend. So wish me, wish me luck coming off being, being pretty sick these last couple of days. But yeah. you know, like to do a hundred thousand pushups over the course of the year is such a commitment. And it's like, man, like, I don't know, like, and, and whether it's, you know, whether it's you want to read 50 books, like we had Whitney, um, Whitney McDuff on, on here, episode two of the show, she reads 50 books a year. I was like, holy cow, I read 12. Like, yeah, blew my mind, right? Just like, like, and I think that what you've shown definitely me and I know others in our group is actually what we're capable of outside of what we potentially thought we were capable of. I mean, does that, are you aware of that, that you've done that for people? No, um, to, to other people, no, um, to me, yes. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm glad that I've impacted other people, but I, I don't, I guess I don't take credit for it because it's, it's just me throwing out an idea and then people agreeing to do it. If that, mm. if that makes sense. So I kind of give them the credit for doing it. Um, so maybe I, maybe I guess I'm showing it can be done. Yeah. I, I did something, I forget what I was doing. And, and my son who's 21 was like, I can never do that. And I'm like, mm. dude, I'm 52. If yeah. I can do it, like the whole point is if I can do it, of course you can do it. And, you know, and I get that from a lot of people. Oh, I can't do that. I can't do that. I'm like, well, you could, you can go walk, you know, you walked yeah. a lot of your yeah. stuff. So go walk. Yeah. Um, yeah. And those, I think that what I've realized, you know, also is that it helps, you know, it helps in all aspects of life. Right. There's no question that, me pushing myself a little bit more physically now helps with other stuff. And for a long time, you know, when my kids were younger and I was super busy, I really stopped exercising the way, you know, I was a athlete in high school and worked out in college and then kind of stopped for a while mm. um, and focused a lot on work and family and, you know, thinking, Hey, I don't have time for this. And, and it's clear that making time for this makes me better at all that other stuff anyway. Mm. it's not taking away from my work and my family. It actually adds to my work and my family. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting, right? I mean, if I think back to high school, uh, it's a long time ago now, but like when I was actively engaged in sports, my grades went up uh, because I was more disciplined and yeah. I was more scheduled when I, when, when the last bell rang at two forty-five or whatever it was. And I, three hours to kill with my buddies and then got home and, you know, you know, <laughs> didn't feel like doing any work at that point. Uh, you know, there's something about like the, the, this energy is it's really, it is contagious. And if I think about just my own journey, right, there's this like chain reaction. I and mean, you suggest this 52, 10 Ks at the beginning of last year, which is as of now, it's about 15 months ago. I am totally disinterested in running in any way, shape or form. But I say, yeah, I love the, I love a challenge. So I'll do, uh, I'll do 52. I'll walk them. I do my 52 by the end of June. I say, I'm changing my goal to a hundred, which I was regretting in December. <laughs> Not really regretting, but I did a couple of days of, you know, 20 miles plus and like broken up over three separate walks or whatever it was, or I wasn't running at that point, but I, I get to my 52, 10 Ks. I then uh, start to play around with some running uh, and maybe I'll run two miles and walk, you know, four plus and run three and, and walk, you know, three plus. And that gives me the confidence to ultimately sign up for a marathon, which I then run. 
Um, and now, you know, I'm going, I'm doing a run and a half marathon with a bunch of folks in DC this, uh, this Saturday. And that 100% doesn't, uh, doesn't happen if you don't create this thing. And so I know you just say you don't see it like that, but that's a really cool impact, man. And I know there are others who you've had that impact on as well. So, I mean, first of all, thank you. Second of all, keep it up, man. Well, you're welcome. I, I look, I, I talk about you all the time. I just don't take credit for you. Um, you know, and I, and I use your story to other people about how you never ran, you know, but really before, kind of like me, you never ran before last year and then you ran a marathon and, you know, I was supposed to run that with you and unfortunately couldn't make it, That's right. but, um, you know, it's just incredible. And now you, you know, what, what I think what I've learned now, and, and there, there's a, a judge here in Georgia who is super smart, but he was really just out of shape and overweight and looked unhealthy to the point where I was, you know, kind of concerned about his yeah. health and I didn't know him well enough to say anything. So I was just like, I was kind of being like, Hey, do you, you know, do you want some help? And then I just kind of kept my mouth shut, but he on his own went on a journey and has been doing great. He dropped like 60 pounds. He takes an exercise class every day. But when I saw him, I said, would you, you know, now that this is your base. And he kind of looked yeah. at me, I go, this isn't your plateau. This, this isn't the, the top of the mountain. This needs to be your base. And now you need to work off of that. And that's really something I've learned in the last three years of, you know, I could go run, I could go put on a pair of sneakers and go run a half marathon now. If I, yeah. you know, and I probably could go run a marathon if I really needed to over the weekend without, you know, kind of without any training, just because of all the other stuff that I'm doing. You know, I'm not yeah. saying it would be super fast because I'm not fast in general, but that's what I've learned is that what I thought was really that my peak of physical health is really just now my base. Yeah. What a phenomenal point. I mean, this, I feel like there's a theme in this episode of like, what are we actually capable of? Right. Because you're right, man. I mean, I, I'm going to run this half marathon on Saturday with a, a pretty major disruption to my training. Um, and we had a, we had a, and I, dude, I never get sick. And we had a, a food poisoning thing happen about three weeks ago that ran through the whole family. And then this, I got sick here. But long story short, my, my training plan uh, got, got, got flipped sideways. Um, and I'm going to run a half marathon on Saturday without a ton of training for it. And by the way, I'm also doing something this month called the calendar club, which you're probably familiar with, but if other folks aren't, what you do is you basically commit to running, walking, or biking the amount of miles that correspond to that month's date. So today is March 13th. And I already did a mile walk this morning with my dog. I did nine miles on the bike. And I'm going to go for a three-mile run later today, which gets me to 13 miles. And so I'm basically going to go into a, um, a half marathon on Saturday and run it, having done 17 miles the day before. And yeah. here's the kicker, Noah, is that I've got to find a way to get five more miles in on Saturday. So I'm thinking about trying to see if there's a Washington sports club down there and just going in, finishing my half marathon, going into the Washington sports club, paying a day, a day rate and, uh, or any gym in, in general, and just hopping on a bike for five miles or something like that. But 
my point is that you change your you change what your your bottom is, right? You change what your base is, right? Um, just like that, just like the judge you mentioned, and that's a pretty. I mean, are you in better shape at fifty three than you were in your thirties and forties? Definitely. I mean, no question about it. No question about it. Probably better shape than I. I mean, maybe teens and 20s, I was in pretty good shape, but no question about it that now I'm in way better endurance shape than I was. Probably not stronger, but just better shape. Yeah, one of my one of my mantras when I'm I'm walking, I do all these kind of gratitudes and just repeating these uh, uh, mantras for lack of a better term is I'm in the best shape of my life at 48 years old and I'm going to be 50, uh, 49 in, in May and I'm going to flip it. So I'm in the best shape of my life at at 49 years old yeah. to me, like that's cool to, I mean, is your goal that you're getting in better shape every year? My goal for right now it is, I don't know how long it's going to last, but I mean, I'll, I will continue to do stuff until I can't. Um, but, you know, I've seen people in their sixties, seventies. I had a friend who's, who's in his sixties who just ran a 50 mile race over the weekend. I mean, it's incredible. And it was horrible conditions. And he crushed it. Um, you know, I've seen an 80-year-old finish a 36-hour hiking endurance event. The guy's 80. I mean, brought tears to my eyes. It was crazy. And so, you know, you, you look at some of these people and you're like, well, if they can do it, why can't I? What was that? Was the 50-miler, was that the one with the mud? It was like ankle-deep mud. Is that that one? It was out in Antelope Canyon. Um, it was a vacation race, and it rained a lot, so it was pretty, pretty wet. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The that, yeah that picture. Yeah. Yeah. A friend of mine did that. Uh, did that race as well, and uh, his goal was under twelve hours. I think if you get it under twelve hours, you then qualify for the hundred mile race that's upcoming. Or at least this was the this was the one he did. Yeah. Um, and even in like ankle deep mud, got it in eleven hours. And, um, that's crazy. It's crazy, but it's like, it's, this is your point, man. This is, I'm so freaking psyched that we have you on because like, this is the thing. I don't know if everybody listening to this realizes that like a human being who doesn't have to be in like Olympic athlete shape, a human being can run for 12 hours in a row in ankle deep mud. Like, and you're talking about 80 year olds and 60 year olds doing it. Right. And so like, that's why that's I love some, some of these endurance events that I go to. It's, you know, it's not the athletes that you're in awe of. It's, well, I mean, they are athletes, but it's not the professional athletes. You know, it's not the guys yeah. running five, six minute miles. It's the 63 year old woman or the 78 year old woman or the 80 year old man that you're looking at. And you're like, holy crap, this is pretty amazing. Um, and it's a different vibe. A lot of these, you know, ultra endurance events have a different vibe than, you know, maybe an Ironman or a triathlon where everybody's mm. just competing against the clock because most people aren't competing. I'm, I'm not competing against the clock. I just want to finish. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, yeah, I don't have as much experience with you on this, but um, yeah, the people when I, when I ran Philly, the people that impressed me the most were not the people who looked like they were, you know, carved out of marble. Uh, just to be runners, right? Which, by the way, like, I'm not minimizing their hard work, but those weren't the people that impressed me, the people that were flying past me at, at what felt like, you know, the speed of sound. It was the the person who's like 60, 65, uh, and like looks like he's going to fall over at any minute and is just 
there the whole time. There's one yeah. guy that I, he must have had 20 years on me. And I'm like, I am not losing sight of this guy. And for like the last six miles of the race, it was just me and this dude. And I was like, but I'm like, I can't, this guy, he's got to have, he's got to have 15 or 20 years on me. And he's, he's right here, man. What a badass. Seriously. Yeah. It's amazing to see that it really is. What, um, talk to me about Kyle, um, Kyle peace. What's the, uh, talk about the Kyle peace foundation. What do you all do? <laughs> For them, with them, this is really the, I mean, I'm so psyched we're talking about the endurance stuff, but this is really the main reason I wanted to have you on. This is so cool what you do with them. Sure. I mean, perfect segue into it about, you know, pushing, sort of pushing beyond your limits, which is uh, a catchphrase that's used by the Kyle Peace Foundation. So Kyle Peace Foundation was started by Brent Peace and Kyle Peace, their brothers in Atlanta. Brent was a swimmer in college and then just kind of you know, became an adult and uh, at some point got into triathlons to get, you know, to get back in shape. And his, his brother, Kyle, um, who has CP, you know, said to him one day, um, you know, can, can I do an event like that? And Brent's like, sure. And um, Brent learned how to train and um, did triathlons and then ultimately Ironman with Kyle you know, so he would in, you know, with in the swim, drag him along in a, I guess it's a kayak and push him in a, in the bike and push him in a run. And, um, I mean, they've done world Ironman and Kona. They're actually going back in 2024 to do world Ironman and Kona and through, you know, their journey together, they're like, well, can we get other people to do it? And so they yeah. started a foundation. They started really small. I can't remember. I think they had like three or four athletes in the beginning and what they do for events. And it could be a 5k in Atlanta, a 10k, uh, half marathon. They've done the Marine Corps marathon in DC. They've done the Boston marathon. In fact, one of their athletes holds the world record for being the fastest person to complete a marathon in a, in a wheelchair. Um, really? so they have, yep. They have athletes who people like me, people who push, athletes in wheelchairs and so the, the the you know as is often what i'd kind of do sometimes with my wife i'm like hey i heard about this cow peace thing we should sign up sure we'll sign up and we we show up for an event and we think we're going to push a 5k and for a little bit they're like no you're going to push a half marathon and we're like no we've never <laughs> done, we've never done that and this is before i was running so this is 2019 so i'm like yeah no, not going to happen but um they have athletes in wheelchairs and they're all different kinds of athletes. Some are nonverbal. Um, you know, we have some young kids. We have some um, older people. The uh, a, a person I pushed for a half marathon a couple of weeks ago. His name is Ricardo. He yelled at me the entire time. You know, faster, really? faster, faster. We had a conversation before, and I said, "I said, Ricardo, I know you like." To, he has his own watch, and he times us. And I'm like, "I know you like to go fast, and I promise you are going to go as fast as you know." as I and the other person who are pushing, you can push. It's just not going to be what you're used to. Um, I mean, but they do have really some world-class athletes who push for some of these longer events, but it's the greatest. It is the greatest thing I do. Um, it is, um, I think I've done maybe at least 10 races, 5k, 10k half marathons and you show up and there's a bunch of people who show up and we typically push in teams because when you're responsible for somebody else, you want to make sure, you know, you have more than one person doing it. Um, 
in the last, the, so the last event I did, which was a couple of weeks ago, which was the half marathon with Ricardo, was, it was kind of different because Ricardo is very verbal. And some mm. of the people I've pushed in the past aren't, you know, they're not as verbal just, mm. you know, because of their condition. But to hear him talk and, 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 you know, what he said to, to me and this other guy, Patrick, who we're pushing, who's a friend of mine, is he like, you know, he, he gave us a talk and he's like, I live for this. This is what I live for. Mm. I love to race mm. and I'm going to give you everything I can give you out there. And you need to give me everything, you know, you can give me. And mm. it really impacted me differently this time because, you know, um, well, I'll tell you the first race we pushed, you know, my, you're worried, you're, you're, you're pushing, you're worried, you're hoping that the person, you know, your athlete is having a good time. And, and, you know, we were lucky cause we were, get all these pictures after and our, our athlete is just smiling, you know, huge smile. We look like oh, we're awesome. dying and they're smiling. <laughs> you can't see that when you're pushing, but, but to hear Ricardo really talk about how much it means to him for us to push him when in reality, you know, I'm getting out of it, what I need to get out of it, but to understand how it impacted him was really, really important to me. Um, mm. Um, because you realize, hey, you, you're not just, look, selfishly, it, it makes me feel good. It makes me feel good to do it. But now I realize, hey, I'm also making somebody else feel good. And there's studies out there that show, you know, that um, athletes in wheelchairs experience the same endorphin rush that you experience as a runner, even though they're in the chair and being pushed. Really? Yep. I'm surprised by that. What yep. the, this is from... I mean, obviously they're not burning the same amount of calories, but it's from being in the chair, from the whole crowd cheering them on, wind, the cheers, know, the, the yep, environment, the environment, um, and so they get an endorphin rush too. They really do. Wow! Um, so it's an incredible organization. Um, raise money for them at least once or twice a year. My goal is always to try to raise enough money to buy a chair. So I, I hate asking friends for money, but I always put something out on Facebook. And ask people to donate, and then whatever people donate, uh, my wife and I match at the you know at the end of the donation period. So hopefully it's it's enough to buy a chair. Those chairs, you know, cost at least five six thousand dollars for a nice wow. racing chair, and it's an wow. expensive you know it's expensive to put on. They have a lot of overhead. They also now have been now they employ three um, people that are all disabled or, you know, have a disability. I don't want to call them disabled. They all have a disability. Kyle yeah. is one of them. He's, you know, part of the board and the executive team, but then there's two other people who are full-time employees. And to see that, you know, it's just, it's awesome because um, people want jobs, you know, they want to do something that matters. And, and so I know that for them to be able to include others is definitely a goal for them for their next step. What an amazing uh, organization. And it's making me think of a couple things. One is that um, I feel like this is something that everybody, every person on earth should just do at some point. And I, I want to, I want to practice what I preach. I haven't done this with you yet or with the, with the, with the foundation, but this is something it feels like everybody should do is just to get a connection to, and not in a, you know, as you said, you know, people with disabilities want, want jobs. I took, you know, I have a degree in special education. I, people with disabilities don't want anybody's pity. They don't want anybody, anybody to take, 
you know, feel bad for them. They want to be treated just like everybody else. So I'm not suggesting in like a, oh man, look how good I have it type way. Um, but in more of like a, like just service, right? And this is like an easy way to do something, even if the running is hard, right? I mean, it's a, it's probably a pretty easy thing to get involved in, right? I mean, it's not, it's not terribly yeah. detailed in terms of getting set up, right? Yeah. And no, I mean, it, it, people are like, I don't run. I'm like, all right, well, they need people to, one, they need money. Two, they need people to come and help with the logistics, come out one morning. Yeah. And I'm sure there are other organizations across the country. Um, I'm, I'm trying to talk to them about maybe doing an event that would be, you know, in more than one place at one time. So I have an idea about that. So I'm going to talk to them about it, but there's definitely organizations all across the country that push people in wheelchairs um and and you can definitely get involved whether that's showing up and helping get people in chairs or getting people organized or or pushing there's definitely ways to help amazing um the other thing i'm thinking about is my my middle guy teddy who listeners will know has autism is is mostly nonverbal he could say a few things but his disability is um you know it's intellectual it's not it's not physical but um, but he's, I've, I've pushed him in this like little trailer that we have, certainly not a, you know, a $5,000 racing, uh, you know, racing chair, but he, before I started running, he would say, run, that's one of the, one of the few words he says, um, or he would even say, um, three, two, one, go. Uh, and I would run for about 20 yards and he would be smiling and flapping you know with with excitement and absolutely ecstatic and then i would stop because i didn't have the wind to keep going and i'm just realizing that since i started this running journey and it has been a journey that i haven't revisited that i think it's a great opportunity to get him out and about and to maybe do a i'd start with a 5k because he can you know if something if something triggers him he might try and you know jump out of the jump out of the chair, jump out of the trailer. I'm sure that, that, that they're secure in there. But um, but uh, yeah, that's something that I, w- I want to really think about with him. That that would be a really cool connection um, yeah. because he loves movement. He loves the wind in his face. He loves when his hair is blowing around. That would be just su- su- such a cool thing to do. Well, I definitely want to hear how that goes. And of course, anytime you want to come down to Atlanta for an event, you're more than welcome to come down and we'll, and we'll hook you up with a, you know, an official Kyle P's event. Um, Amazing. And it's, you know, it's also one of those reminders. I mean, it is a reminder of, I have no excuse. Um, mm-hmm. Because when you're, when you're running and, you know, you're in mile 11 of a half marathon and you're like, this kind of sucks. <laughs> you know, then you realize, hey, you know, what would the person I'm pushing give to be able to do what I'm doing? Mm. Mm. And so that's a part that is always, you know, important for me to recognize of myself is I've got nothing to complain about. Yeah, nothing. Nothing. Noah, I'm going to get you out of here on this, but what do you say to the person who's listening to this right now who is bombarded with? Uh, you know, I'm going to paraphrase here, but me basically saying, get the F off the couch, stop watching TV, get out there, do something. You saying best shape of my life at 53 years old, like any time as possible, you know, us both talking about like 
got to get down and, and volunteer and um, and support the the Kyle Peace Foundation and and or or just like do do anything that's going to be supportive of others and even just this larger narrative around like hey like it's never too late like what's the message you would have to the person listening to all these things and thinking like yeah like they're not talking to me or that's fine for somebody else but I have a insert thing I've got a bad knee right I have a bad back I have I'm too busy. I have a really demanding job. I have, you know, three children. What, what would you say to that? What do you say to that person? Yeah. I mean, I think those are just excuses. I mean, look, you and I are regular guys. I know you have some physical issues. I, I've, I've spent a month in my basement floor with a neck issue. I've had back yeah. issues. Yeah. Um, I'm nothing special. So if I can do it, they can do it. You can do it. Pick something, you know, pick something you can be consistent with. Start you know, start with a mile, go for a walk. If you, you know, you want to volunteer and you love animals, go volunteer with animals, Yeah. but do th something consistently. Um, don't just do it once every six months or once a year, just set some sort of goals for yourself. I'm going to, I'm going to do this for this period of time. I mean, everyone knows you do something. I think it's what 30 days, you know, a habit, you build a habit, um, yeah. but yeah. you can do something, whether it's swim whether it's walk, whether it's bike, whether it's run, you can definitely do something and you can do something more than you're doing. And you and I, I think are perfect examples of that. I'm, I am, yeah. you know, I'm a regular dude. And by the way, yeah. I'm busy too. You're busy too. I have a, <laughs> yeah. you know, I have a job that, you know, does, I don't control my schedule during the week. Um, when yeah. I'm in court, you know, I, it's long days when I'm in trial, but I'll make time to do what I need to do for myself. And that's the most important thing I think I've learned in the last few years is I'm scheduling stuff for myself before I'm letting anyone schedule anything for me. Mm -hmm. And there, there's another, I'll make this kind of this final takeaway for folks who are thinking, Hey, the same for me. Um, this year I've committed to doing 3,650 miles. So it's 10 miles a day, 365 days in a year, 10 miles a day. Every night before bed, I go into my phone. I have a note section where I tally my miles from that day. And I put in whether it was a walk, a run, or, or the bike. It makes me so connected to every day. You know, you know, folks listening, that feeling of like, hey, how did it become April already? Like, that doesn't exist in my universe because every day there's something intentional that I need to do to drive toward a larger, longer-term goal. And so to Noah's point, you know, there are folks I, I talked to a guy recently. He runs he runs a mile a day and he's done it for like years. One mile, which he and he's fast. He does it in eight minutes like and that's like eight minutes a day of exercise. But every single day he does something. And I think that that's a great place to start for folks who are like, yeah, like, what's it for me? Like, I don't know. Like, Noah doesn't know. But like, there's something you can do. It makes you even more present to your life as you're going through it. Yeah. Hey, man, where can folks find you on social media? Uh, so my Instagram is Noah H. Pines, P-I-N-E-S. So N-O-A-H H. Pines, P-I-N-E-S on Instagram. Um, I have a TikTok account that actually went viral a couple of weeks ago from a segment I did on Core TV. Nice. So I had 400,000 views. I think it's uh, Ross and Pines, R-O-S-S and A-N-D Pines, P-I-N-E-S. And I'm on Facebook under my name. Awesome, man. Awesome. Folks, if you're looking for some inspiration, I mean, Noah's inspired the heck out of me. 
If you're looking for some inspiration, follow his pages, reach out to him. Uh, there's also a whole aspect of him that we didn't talk about. He was very connected and providing uh, advice on Court TV and other outlets around uh, the Murtaugh murder cases that just uh, got uh, resolved with uh, with you know guilty verdicts across the board. So Noah's a, a high-profile attorney. He's all over social media. He's all over media in general. Uh, no, I can't thank you enough for coming on, man. The show's called The Inspiration Accelerator. You certainly accelerated my inspiration. I know others as well. Thank you for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. All right, folks. We, uh, we will see you next week. Have a phenomenal week and uh, do something. And then send me an email, michael at rebelculture.com. Tell me what your thing is that you started doing. Talk to you all next week. Thanks so much. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode. Please look out for a new episode with a new guest every week. This was the Inspiration Accelerator with Michael Sonberg.